Welcome to Let It Ride with True North, the podcast where we interview people in trucking. Whether they're drivers, family, or simply in the industry, we're here to spotlight them and their experiences. I'm Milan, the Community Engagement Manager here at True North, and together with my colleague Maddie, we'll bring you real conversations and stories you won't find anywhere else on the road. Let's ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the third episode of the podcast. Today, we're here with Stuart, who's going to tell us a little bit about his journey into truck driving, his side business of cattle, and his obsession with classic cars. Let's get into it. Stuart, first of all, I want to say, oh my God, so excited that you're here. I was just jumping out of bed today, knowing that Stuart was going to be on the line. I'm glad. Somebody feels that way. <laughs> hey, that makes two of us. Yeah, well, uh, I, I tell you, for you know what I got for Valentine's, mm. huh. uh, I got a new vacuum. <laughs> I think it was more of a hint for me. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Definitely a hint, but a good yeah. hint. Oh, Is okay. it a, a travel site or? No, it's, it's for the shop. It's for the shop. So one of those big R2-D2 looking ones looks like a roll along trash can. <laughs> what a wonderful Valentine's Day gift. Uh, that's, that's exactly what I thought. Uh, How did you react? What did you say? Uh, I said, thank you, honey. I love you too. You're always right. That sounds like the right response. Yeah, yeah, I've I've been trained well. I am so excited to hear all your stories, uh, to hear all the cool things that you've done. Thank you so much for being here, Stuart. So let me just start with the basic question. How long have you been driving and how long have you been driving for True North? I've been driving for 12 years now, and I started with True North in May of last year. My male prostitution business didn't quite work out, <laughs> so I came over here to drive. I actually started driving in the oil fields a- after I quit a job as a mortician. I-, I became a truck driver in the oil fields for a company and just liked it, liked seeing the country. Uh, back then, started hauling from Oklahoma to West Virginia and Oklahoma to Bakersfield, California, and, and back, came to True North after a stint with another owner-operator company, and I got caught sleeping on a an interstate off-ramp. This is no joke, and this company, they pay a bounty to each one of their drivers. They snitch on you for stopping on the side of the road or whatever, and out here in the Midwest, we don't have a ton of truck stops. We don't have one every five feet like they do over in the Eastland or the Westland. You just kind of crash where you can. Anyway, I got snitched on for, uh, for sleeping on an interstate off-ramp and needed to find something quick. And I thought, I'll try this True North I've been seeing advertised and thinking it was just going to be another rock in the pathway there. And turns out I actually like you guys, so stayed on. We like you too, Stuart. I will be your Valentine. How about that? Oh, you know, well, I'll give you a vacuum. I was going to say, if I got you a vacuum, it'd be 
insulting. So I, I don't know what to get. No, I already have a nice vacuum. Thank you, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> what did you give to your partner? Uh, a hard time. Gray, gray hair. <laughs> it's like I, a, a year-round activity, though. Oh, it, it is absolutely <laughs> terrible. A mountain of credit card debt. What else did I give? You are just the gift that keeps on giving. I'm actually married to the love of my life. Been married now for, oh, I'm going to get killed if he hears this. Because I can't. I remember when I started with True North Barely. And if you ask me anything that happened before 2015, I just don't know what to tell you. So we're just going to say I got married in 2015. Okay. If it's wrong, we'll edit it out and we'll make you say the right number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just yeah, we won't I'll, tell. I'll I'll give you one of those uh, voiceover things of me just saying <laughs> random days and yeah. random times, and y'all just piece it together. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I'm doomed. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to go back to. You saying that you were a mortician. Tell us more about how you got into that business. I was young and I thought those morticians made a lot more money than what they did. And they didn't. <laughs> I was starving to death doing, doing mortuary work, pickups, removals, first calls at one o'clock in the morning, barely surviving there, going out to scenes. And they surprisingly out in rural America, they don't make too much money. I like cars. I have a huge car habit addiction, whatever you want to call it. And so I need a little more money. Can't be buying 1976 Cadillacs on 725 an hour. Honestly, I'm surprised that it's so low. Like, yeah. You're dealing it, with bodies. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. It, it, and all my friends kept telling me it was terrible. And I was looking at all my friends over there in the oil fields and Heck, they were making 21 bucks an hour. Back then, $10 an hour was just huge money. And I got on back in that oil field and started making what I thought was huge money. And just stayed with the truck driving part of it because I couldn't, couldn't get over the unpredictability of the rest of it. I'm still amazed that maybe it's changed, but it's so amazing to me that you dealing with bodies is the same amount of money as like working at a McDonald's. It was absolutely terrible. It was the worst thing ever. And how long did you do that? Oh, did it for two years. I, I, I made time. it for two years of that. It's super impressive. Two years is a really long time. Eh, it went by quickly. Thank God. That's good. What did you learn? What are you taking away from that? I, I learned that when someone says something makes good money, don't believe them. Now, now we're, 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 I'm skipping over a lot of stuff, but I, I was only a mortician. I was not a, a funeral service leader or anything like that. Now I'm sure there were better money for those kind of guys that got up and did the preaching and did the saccharine sugary feel good thing. I just, I'm one of the kind of people that you tend to keep behind the scenes because my mouth, mostly. That was probably a good call. Just based on the things that we're about to get into for this podcast, oh, yeah. that was probably a good call. <laughs> hey, you've heard me talk before, so yeah. 
Yeah, I'm, yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I'm really happy you're here. So tell us more. Okay, so after you were mortician, you went from there to the oil fields. From the oil fields, you went straight to trucking? Yeah, an oil field education almost always involves a CDL. Almost always. Or the section of the oil fields I worked. Why is that, Stuart? We were running what they call the wireline crew. Mm-hmm. And a wireline crew is a downhole crew that, that hauls all the equipment for taking the weeding off the wellhead downhole and readings from the depths and going down into different zones. So this truck, it looked like a big garbage truck with this drum on the back of it that weighed, I can't remember, 20,000 pounds. And uh, you hauled it out to location, you rigged up, you went down hole, took all your readings and got home. You went back to Oklahoma. And I went from that to hot shot driving. And I really liked that hot shot driving part. Stuck with that for a couple of years. Wow, you so, had such amazing experience. Like, uh, all over the map. It, it, it just sounds like I did. It just, no, you did. Um, you're um, going to give yourself more credit. You really did. Oklahoma to West Virginia and back wasn't mm-hmm. all that terrible. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, when this damn Oki saw the mountains for the first time, it was the most terrifying <laughs> ride I'd ever had in my life. And I'm sure all the people around me were just as terrified as I was. <laughs> See, that big old uh, slumberjay truck just <laughs> barely making it up the mountain and screaming down the other side. We didn't have jake brakes. We didn't have jake brakes in them trucks. Mm-hmm. And, oh, boy, we were so stupid. You just wouldn't believe how stupid we were. First time I'd ever seen, and I don't know if y'all know this, but everything in Oklahoma is square. It's just square as can be and usually flat. So when an Oki hits his first mountain, and I'm sure y'all people out there in California call what I hit a hill, but I called it a mountain. And going downhill and making left and right hand embankments and stuff like that was just the most terrifying thing I'd ever done in my life. And like I say, I'm sure that everybody else on that mountain was twice as scared as as I was, but they were scared of the wrong thing. They were scared of me and I was scared of the layout of the land. What kind of uh, weather were you dealing with? Uh, Oh, it was dry. It was dry. It was perfectly everything that you could expect on the most perfect day in the world, except for you had some damn oaky screaming down the side of a mountain. Not knowing what he is doing at all and with no training whatsoever saying, here's where you downshift. Here's where you upshift. No, this idiot's just going down like the cannonball run and praying that damn truck stays upright. This is definitely painting a very interesting picture in my mind. And I wish I was a fly on the wall to see this unfold. I know. No, you would have been out of there. There was a string of F words you just wouldn't believe. <laughs> and, and they were mostly out of fear. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. That's super scary. The the stuff that I, that we survived to it in the oil fields, it was nuts. It was, oh. it was it's more scary for y'all than it was for us. I'll put it that way. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. But I also have a feeling that you were very calm and collected more than you think you were. Oh, yeah. Totally. Like, yeah, <laughs> 100%. Just cool as Steve McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> is this a part of the like... podcast where y'all make me sound good? Is that what you're doing? There? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, it's good. Yep. You got it. You know what? <laughs> what do you love about trucking? I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not the most sociable person in the world, and I like the alone time. I, I really do. I like the not having to talk to people. And I guess that's what being a truck driver is, is people that are rude, crude, socially unacceptable, being able to make a living in a place where we don't have to be polished. I don't have to be politically correct all the time, and I don't have to be in a suit all the time. What number are you? I am one. Uh, of course, you had to ask me that. I got it. I got it. You're 145. And, yeah. and I, I will say that I did request number 666 and was told I could not have that. <laughs> You'll have to come back later then. I, I just, I'm just saying, y'all could just go ahead and give me 666. <laughs> funny. So I'm curious to know what, who that lucky slash unlucky person is. <laughs> Oh, well, that's got them on the podcast. One. Yeah. You'll feel like you're a truck driver number 666 and watch it be some uber religious guy. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah. You know, never, never even seen a cigarette. Ever uh, had an impure uh, thought. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thought of cussing just makes him absolutely want to throw up. Yep. But he got truck number 666. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a millionaire. Okay. And that didn't work out too well, but I'm working on it. I'm trying, guys. I'm trying. I wanted to be Brad Pitt. And I, I got the looks down, but the money situation, I haven't got quite right yet. How are your acting skills? Oh, terrible. terrible. Okay. But you're, you know. you're only one step there, but you got plenty of time, Stuart. Come on. Have you seen that guy act? All you got to do is sit there and look pretty. You don't have to do nothing else. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the acting part is not even secondary. It's third area. Yeah. It's way down the line there. First the of money all, I would looks. say you're insulting our fourth podcast host, Brad Pitt. So how dare you? I'm glad he's coming after me. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, that Stuart got yeah, me again. Feel free to give him my number. <laughs> so we can sort this out. Yeah, okay, all right. So you wanted to be a millionaire. You had no idea how you are going to do that. I have no clue, and I still don't have any clue, but by God, I'm trying. Yeah. As I said, I think you have plenty of time to become a millionaire. You, you never know when it's going to happen. You might just land into a pile of gold. A guy can only hope. I never had that set thing that I wanted to be as a kid that every other kid had. I was always just fluid in what I wanted to do. All I know is I wanted to do something that my, my grandmother and my grandfather were cotton farmers. Okay. Cattle ranchers. And so, I, of course, I wanted to do something in either cotton or cattle. And 
I, I still do run a few head. Nothing major. Nothing that would keep a guy with a terrible car habit afloat for a good long time. My cattle operation is just, it's there, but it's only there in name. How many animals do you have? Uh, right now, we're running a grand total of 54 head of Charlotte. What? Uh, yep, 54, man. We, we are knocking it dead. <laughs> what are you doing uh, with all those animals? Uh, all those? Heck, that's a small number. That's a small number for cattle ranch. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to get more. I'm, I'm trying here. Do you want to be a rancher? No, uh, it's just something to do. It keeps him busy. It keeps me busy on my days off. It's nice to bring beef to the family during Christmas time. And you know, about, oh, twice a year, I get this check from the livestock auction that ain't too bad. Yeah, you got to keep the love alive for your kids, which is your cattle. So, oh, oh yeah. Your cattle. Yeah, the cattle. How could they do it without us? <laughs> I'm more worried about the Cadillacs. Mm, oh, damn cattle. That's going to be the name of the podcast episode, Cadillacs and Cattle. <laughs> Cat, <laughs> With yeah, Stuart Smith. <laughs> yeah what, what's a cow's favorite car? A Cadillac. Yeah, third grade jokes are the greatest. No, I'm definitely going to put in some laugh tracks or something. Oh, <laughs> we have a live studio audience. You just didn't know it until well, just now. Well, yeah, I got three of y'all captive, right? <laughs> <laughs> what does your husband do for work? Cattle like so much money. <laughs> I'm rolling in it. <laughs> You're just here to reap those benefits, right? Oh, yes, yes. Really? Uh, that's that's me. I'm the sugar boy in the relationship. <laughs> mm -hmm. No. Yeah, he's doing cattle. Just, Does he ever ride know. along? Oh, absolutely not. We'd kill each other. <laughs> yeah, I'll read about us in the paper. He could just be in the sleeper and relax, watch TV. Uh, that's what thing. I say all the time. You just sit there and look pretty. Yeah, don't say a word. <laughs> so yeah you go trucking to get away from people so that totally makes sense why you were like how do you stay home no you don't have to go oh it's so boring out you don't have to go that's what i said for you yeah you yeah. have better time out here with the cattle <laughs> yeah you're gonna have fun yeah and and, and and having cattle is like having the neediest kid in the world. Mm-hmm. Times you know? 54. Oh, man. And it's the greatest thing for my sanity ever. Because then I don't get the questions of, oh, you're going to be up there? I could ride with you. No, honey, you, you can't. You've Someone got to wants to take care of the cattle. Yeah. Uh, Someone gotta, has to think of the cattle. You got to take him over to Doc Britton and Elk City. I'd hate to get in your way. That's my, <laughs> that's my uh, ultimate way out is when I make it sound like I'm a burden him or I just find a way to make it sound like, oh, no. And you'll want to rest. You're so <laughs> tired. You're so tired. Yeah. You're on your feet all day. I tell you what, why don't I give you a break from me? Yes. That's, that's, that's a very good answer. Yes. <laughs> and I love that. I'm going to use that.
whenever my boyfriend bothers me, I'm just going to say, I'm unburdening you from me. I'm the problem. You're perfect. Yes. You hung the stars, honey. Let me get out of your way. I'm going to go into town and have a drink. You're always the perfect husband at that point. Yes. Yeah. You're not the perfect husband, but. I am the perfect husband, Stuart. Thank you. Oh, my God. <laughs> by God. I'm glad. I'm glad you said it with such force. <laughs> and so he takes care of the animals. You're just the one that supplies more animals. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, the, <laughs> I'm the guy that likes to get his money wasted. Okay. So that's, that seems to be my lot here on, on earth right now. I love it. I'm going to, I'm going to steal that. Cause I also like to waste my money. So <laughs> how do we have something in common? I know. <laughs> All right. Speaking of wasting money, let's get to the real stuff. I know that you have your side business. Tell us about your side business and more importantly, tell us the name of your side business. You're talking about the Cadillacs, right? Oh, you know what? Yeah. Wherever you want to start, let's just put it that uh, way. Cause you got a lot of well, side businesses. Yeah, I do. I do. I like to stay busy. I like to keep my hands busy so I don't go spending money on other things, mm -hmm. but I applied and got approved for the name cocaine Cadillacs through the state of Oklahoma, <laughs> who has gladly relieved me of that name since, but I'm going to change it probably to cocaine continentals. But what I do is I own cars that, that I lease to movie productions that they're filming right now in the state of Oklahoma. And I rent these period correct cars for these period correct films. And sometimes they're not period correct, but we can make them look period correct. And really it's all for movie production. Now, right now, I think we're up to nine movie credits. Wow. Can you tell us the movies? Rawhide Productions gave me a check for Reagan, which is an upcoming film about Ron Reagan okay. by the name of it. We did Cry Macho. I got the dashboard of one of my Lincolns signed by Dwight Yoakam. We're going to be in a movie called Rust, which has already made some waves. We were in a music video two years ago for the Queen of Oklahoma, 1955 Cadillac. And then, of course, we've got one car in The Killers of the Flower Moon with Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro and a couple of others. But I'm just so excited. I got the dashboard of my Lincoln signed by Dwight Yoakam. That's, That's great. Wow. So you're just like rolling in dough with all these uh, fancy cars and celebrities. Did, did you say dough or debt? I can't. <laughs> I think my brain just auto-corrected. <laughs> I love you it. You know, I don't think you're actually that far away from Brad Pitt, as you think. Until the restraining order is uh, filed, <laughs> I can I, I can be up to 500 feet. <laughs> they might move that circle out now. I might be a thousand foot thanks to this podcast. I cannot wait until Brad Pitt listens to this podcast and then he'll be in contact with you through his attorney and judge Brown and <laughs> the good people at the Beckham County Sheriff's department. Right? 
Uh, how did you get into collecting cars? I was raised by my grandparents and my great grandparents. They were very old school Jewish people and survivors of the Great Depression. So they didn't throw anything away. So when grandma would go get a new Lincoln or grandpa go buy a new Oldsmobile, they'd just keep the old one. And of course, we had a million farm pickups and Oldsmobiles and stuff like that. So they just stayed out the barn. I really like cars. I especially like Lincoln Continental's Cadillacs. And so I would go to these auctions all over Western Oklahoma and, and buy Farmer Jim up the road. We met his end a couple of years ago. So I bought his Lincoln from the state auction. And mm -hmm. Miss Jenny in town, she had to go to the homes. I bought her Lincoln Continental at the estate sale. And so I just started buying up Lincoln Continentals like crazy. Yeah, I and was going to ask you something. You were ICO Spotlight in True North's Gazette a, a couple months ago. And I... Oh, I, I thought I was a centerfold. Oh, yeah, basically the same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and... One of the things that you said, one of the questions was things I would never say no to. And one of the things that you said was, or the only thing that you said was uh, a Lincoln Continental for sale. And what is yeah. specific about this car that you love? I don't know. <laughs> and when you figure that out, you tell me. Uh, but we, there's this joke going around elvis presley used to brag that he had a lincoln continental mm -hmm. for every day of the week and Stuart wayne smith a cot farmer truck driver from western oklahoma has one for every day of the month wow just that's that was elvis's big thing he had a lincoln continental for every day of the week so is a lincoln continental your dream car Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's the thing is I've got so many of them, and I, I now I just got to figure out which one is my drink car. Okay. So, so can you describe to us the one that you're like, this is my baby, this is the one that I absolutely love? That is the absolute easiest piece of this puzzle. Okay. If it's big and it's tacky, I want it. So, of course, I want that ugly green one with the green velour interior and all the tacky 70s junk. I just, that's what I want. I want that, I want that eight-track tape player. I want the automatic headlights, the automatic everything. And I want it to be tacky. I want people to know that I'm going through town when I'm going through town. They just see the most horrible looking car in the world. And they're like, oh, there goes Stuart. People know you by your cars? Oh, absolutely. The city of Sarah, Oklahoma knows when there's a 1970, 60, 50 something pulling through, they all just automatically assume it's me and wave. Are you the only one with these tacky cars going by? Do you have a community of people or is it just you? All my friends live over in Oklahoma City, which is 173 miles from me. And that's where I'm a business with the, uh, with the other part of the movie production thing. That's where he lives. 
over in Oklahoma City. Out in farming communities, out where I live, everybody drives a pickup truck. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Your mama's got a pickup truck. Your great aunt has a pickup truck. Everybody drives a Chevrolet pickup truck. And anyway, so usually when you do see a car coming through town, it's quite the sight. Out of curiosity, why do you think everyone drives a Chevrolet pickup truck? Because I live in western Oklahoma and everyone drives a white Chevrolet pickup truck. There's no real reason. It's just that's what you do. They don't get dirty and they're dead reliable. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's the western Oklahoma way. It's got to be a white Ford pickup, white Chevrolet pickup. All right. I don't want nothing else. That's so interesting because, like, you're saying, oh, I'm so tacky. I'm like, you're the only person who is doing anything opposite. Yeah, <laughs> anything oh, yeah. at all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anything like that. I just say I love my tacky stuff. And that's why I get them dirt cheap is because no one else. Nobody wants else them. wants them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I'll take them. We went up to uh, a little town. This is no joke. There's a town in Oklahoma called Hooker, Oklahoma. And we bought all the old funeral coaches from up there. Oh, they had a Cadillac ambulance and they had a Lincoln uh, hearse and they had a Lincoln family car. And we bought them out. We bought them out of everything they had. And that's where the name Happy Hookers come from. Uh, the first iteration of the movie car business was the Happy Hookers. Wow. Because we were happy and hooker. <laughs> but anyway. We had a partner drop out on us, so we had to reform everything, and that's when we all went independent. But yeah, we've got all we've got all the movie cars in the world that we can handle, and and we're getting more every day. I cannot believe that you went from hookers to cocaine. <laughs> oh, cocaine and hookers sounds like a good time to me. Hey, now y'all got to remember what's right next to Hooker, Oklahoma. Mm. What's that? That's beaver. Okay. Y'all know how to pick them. I'm telling you. Y'all, now listen, this one might be have to be taken out, but this was really funny. About 2015, Hooker and Beaver were playing basketball. Mm-hmm. And, and Hooker just kicked the living shit out of Beaver. Just kicked <laughs> the living shit out of him. And it was like, 113 to nothing. However, basketball games work. They got those gargantuan scores. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody typed in the local paper. And this is no joke. Hooker slaps Beaver. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. God. The the subline under the article said, and it felt good. That was a quote. That was a quote from somebody in the, that was playing in the games. Oh, my God. You can't be serious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, legit. It was in the hooker paper, and they are the hooker horny toads. No. Yeah, they sure are. Oh, no. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's That's great. so funny. Yeah, o- Oklahoma town names write themselves, and they also write the jokes that go along with them. <laughs> yeah. Once you tap into that, I don't know how you can let that go. If yeah. anyone is around there in Oklahoma, 
tacky car at Stewart. Say hi. Beck, get old Beckham County, Oklahoma. Come on by. So you have a Lincoln Continental. He he wants to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> Stuart, I want to hear about the community that we're all building here at True North together. You're part of our Facebook group. And I want to hear a little bit about how you interact with the other ICOs. What are the different things that you do to be active there? I'm not the greatest at the online technology thing, but the one thing I do know how to do, like all old people, is I know how to hop on Facebook. And I try to stay engaged and active in the group. Now, I love the way that that almost everything at this company works. And I love that you're you're left alone to do your own thing and you're you're not forcing dispatch, but you have that option to go as a dispatch driver. And what makes me feel like sets us apart from a lot of the people. And I think that speaks volumes to the kind of people you can bring on, the, the diversity there, the people that don't have the experience that don't want to do their own dispatch mm-hmm. versus us, us old people who do want to do our own dispatch. And so you, you really do have the building blocks at this company to go pretty well, anywhere, anyhow. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. And I'm pretty sure I lost what the original question was. My <laughs> God, I, I think, I think I knocked it out of the park as usual, but that's what I do. But now I, I think we're, I feel like that, that we're actually a pretty tight knit little group. I was outside of Fargo and this old boy, this beautiful, just kick ass looking Peterbilt come by and I'm looking at it and I'm like, he's not from the Midwest. He doesn't have a deer guard. He's got lots of chrome. He ain't from the Midwest. And boy, I tell you what, I, he pulled up and he, he had this insignia on his door and it said true North. I thought, oh my God, I just saw my first one out in the wild. No way. I went over there and talked to him. Cannot remember the guy's name to save my life. And we sat there and talked for an hour. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I keep seeing this on the Facebook group. The more people we bring on, the more growth we have, the more it, it almost seems like the more we're excited about it. I see people posting every now and then that, yeah, they saw another one of us out in the wild and, hey, we're up to this numbered truck right now. And, and that kind of growth is exciting. It helps us all. Yeah. Totally. So. I'm excited to death when I see one of our other guys, even if I don't get to talk to. Yeah, honestly, every single time I'm on a highway, I think, is that one one? Like, I have yet to find one in the wild. I'm so jealous that you got to see one in the wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I, I ended up getting to see two of them. Awesome. I met an old boy out, out Denver, Colorado, and, and we sat there and chewed the fat for a good long time. Uh, big white Volvo. Okay. Yeah. So fun. He's going to listen to this. Yeah. To remind you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, just please remind me. Yeah. Because I'm so bad at names that it's the most horrible trick God has ever played on an individual. It's my memory with names. You have so many other things that you have to worry about, Stuart. Having names, that's just something that doesn't necessarily need to happen. (laughs) And I'm, I'm with you. 
<laughs> I wish I could play it off like you do. I In can. fact, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> you can steal it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, listen, I've got so much going on that I, I just can't be bothered by I uh, learning bothered. your name. I'm a very self-important guy. Yeah. What, what's your name again? Jimmy? Jimmy? Oh, I won't remember it. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. I couldn't yeah, possibly. Yeah. I'll, I'll pretend to know it for five seconds. Or you, you can you, you can call everyone sweetheart like I do. Listen, I did that one time and it caused a ride at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you made a lot of friends. Oh, like later that night at jail, I sure did. <laughs> Would you let us drive one of your cars? Yeah. Yeah, I'll just come right down to Oklahoma and I will make sure that y'all can drive all the cars you want. Okay. Because I know that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have like a busted one that we can drive? Like one that hasn't been tricked out yet? Oh, they're, they're all pretty well busted. Now, yeah, y'all y'all come on down. Y'all come on down to Beckham County, Oklahoma, and we'll treat you right. I want to just see them. I want to have, I want to have them all lined up. And oh, all that. so, so I do have a, a good story. It is redneck ingenuity at its absolute finest. So I'm taking a break up in this tiny little town in Minnesota. And it's a town so tiny, ain't no one ever heard of it. But they have an auction there. Try me. What's the name? I don't know how to say it. Perham or Perham. I can't remember. What part of Minnesota? It was over in the far. It was almost to God's country. It was almost to that North Dakota border. Yeah. But not quite. The taxes were still high. Cigarettes still cost $30 <laughs> a pack. Uh, and the people were still somewhat rude. So you were almost <laughs> to North Dakota. And anyway pull up in there and and sure enough they're having an auction shit i i got this damn peterbilt and i got an empty trailer let's do it so i bought two lincoln continentals bought a 1975 lincoln continental coupe and i bought a 1979 lincoln continental town car uh williamsburg edition so okay. i loaded these things up in a drive and trailer because i am the absolute smartest redneck you've ever met in your life Went to a meat packing plant and I bribed a guy to give me two of those big inflatable airbag locks. And they put them around the cars and they did the airbag locks on them. And we strapped them down in the trailer. And this is my trailer, by the way. So I'm not doing this to a company trailer. So anyway, I get them and I, I said, I'm going to go home. So I drove that truck back to Oklahoma, just like it was with those two Lincoln Continentals in the back of them. And I get out of the car and I'm not kidding you. I, I'm going down and I'm getting the mail and true North has sent me a package. Thought, Oh Lord, it's my pink slip. Y'all done let me go. <laughs> and anyway, I open this thing and it's two cards. One's light green and one's dark green. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if y'all remember when y'all sent those out or not. They were oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So I took a picture and I posted it on our Facebook group and that card perfectly matched the paint job on one of those two Lincolns that I bought. 
and, and I posted it up and those two cards matched the color perfectly. Wow. On, on the two tone Lincoln. Yeah. It's the, the magnets. You're talking about the magnet yeah, magnet and it had a card in it. It was, yeah. And, yep. and I've got that. I've actually got that on one of my Lincolns and it stays on one of my Lincolns until I remember to take it off for a shoot. That's great. I love that so much. Yeah. I saw and, that a couple of months ago and I was like, oh, that is perfect. Is it, is it not the perfect color match to that car? I just happened to get it the day I got back into Oklahoma with those two cars in the trailer of that truck. I definitely well, want that photo. Please send it to me again. All right. I will. Do you have a website? Just Facebook and Instagram and such as that. I'm always going out and rescuing cars and old pickup trucks and stuff like that. Sometimes I film it. Sometimes I don't. I'm not one of those people that's great on camera. I look good as hell, but I'm just not. I don't have the personality it takes to, to talk someone through how to revive a car or anything like that. So I tend to film a little bit and photograph my latest finds stick them up on Instagram, but that's just the stuff I want to show off. The stuff I don't want to show off, no one will ever know about. <laughs> so, yeah. But those are just like, oh, those are so terrible that no one wants, not even Stuart wants to see them. That's between you and your husband. I think. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll get a talking to about my latest buy every time <laughs> I go home. They drove one of them damn Lincolns and now I can't get them out of one. <laughs> and of course it was my grandma's Lincoln. So I'm like, honey, you can't do stupid shit in this car. Can't be driving this one into town like that. It's going to put a ton of miles on. Well, I like this one. Whatever you say, sweetie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever wrecked a car? Yeah, I've, I've wrecked a car. I, I was into racing for a little while and, okay. and got to doing some of the course racing. And I was in Howlett, Oklahoma, and we, uh, I plowed a Mazda Miata into a wall so beautifully that it looked like it was almost planned. And I, I absolutely tore that son of a bitch up so hard that I, there was no attempt in even rebuilding the thing. <laughs> the drive shaft actually fell out and beat the transmission tunnel all to hell. Mm. And. It was terrible, but yeah, I've wrecked a car. I've, I've wrecked a car. Okay. I hope that your cars are very safe and I hope that you're safe yes. with all these driving that you're doing, all these cars that you have. I hope that you're safe. Yes. For the podcast, I'm 100% safe. Never <laughs> do anything stupid. Never. Ever. What kind of a truck do you have, Stuart? I drive a Peterbilt. We are in the process of, of custom building a truck right now, but I drive a Peterbilt, a 386 model, an old white one, just like all good Western Okies, an old white truck. And I've got a 18 speed transmission. I got a pack RMX that's had some work done on it. She'll breathe a little fire. And okay. got a 293 rear end, and it's geared for the Oklahoma Autobahn. What is the speed limit in Oklahoma? Uh, right now, man, I think we just got an 80 to 85 section out west by me. 
I, I saw them putting up some new speed limit signs. We were 75 for about five years. And now I think we're going to like the Texas model where they take it on a uh, 20 mile stretch by 20 mile stretch basis and they raise the speed limit up. But y'all are confusing to me. Like, why does it change? Like in Ohio, up till I think it was 2013, they were a 55 mile an hour state. Mm. And, and some of the old guys that are listening to this will remember this. It was 55 miles an hour in Ohio, no matter where you went. You could be going through a neighborhood and it was 55 miles an hour. But by God, if you got out there on the interstate, you did 56 miles an hour and you got caught for it, you might as well have got the death penalty. Wow. Because that was a whole lot easier to pay for than a ticket in Ohio. Oklahoma used to be a lot like that. We used to be a 65 mile an hour state. But mm -hmm. who ever did 65 miles an hour on I 40? No one. Ain't a soul in this world was doing 65 miles an hour on I 40. We were doing 105 miles an hour on I 40. Is it like you a know? straight shot? Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a couple of aggressive hills through the western part of Oklahoma on on I-40 but when you get out east it gets kind of gets kind of curvy throws a couple of you know trees in the mix and hills and such as that but out west it's just almost pinned straight with a couple of hills okay so I and, I get it but now we've gotten to this model where I think we're going to that we're going to raise it out west to 80 to match Texas or maybe even 85. I, I could have swore I saw them with an 85 mile an hour sign. I might be lying to you, but I, I, I swear that I saw an 85 mile an hour speed limit sign when they were wow. hanging. That is uh, crazy. That is, well, that's ridiculous. I, so I, I, 55, right? I know we're, yeah, we're like pretty low because we're I, very cautious. People from California are cautious. Have you met y'all selves? <laughs> tell me more about your Californians. Because I want to oh, know. Oh, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> I thank God every day that y'all, you guys are the Texans. Thank y'all for putting front license plates on y'all's vehicles. Because I know something weird is about to happen. When I see either a Texas plate or a California plate, something <laughs> weird is about to happen. <laughs> okay. I, I think that's a little, that's a little sign from God. Y'all just letting us know something weird is probably about to happen. And, <laughs> and I just know to move as far right in my lane as I can. I really don't know what you're talking about. I feel like the only thing that we have in California, which I absolutely hate it drives me bonkers is the like every single dodge challenger person is like the most obnoxious the revving of the engine and also just the don't use your turn signal i'm just gonna go and zip out of five lanes and i'm like no <laughs> i i run into that and i try not to go south of that red river but every now and then I have to, but I run into that in Dallas all the time is the, is the 76 lane change guy. He wants to go through all nine lanes of traffic just to make that exit right in front of me. 
Yep. No, no, uh, no, 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 no. Oh, yep. yeah. That's, I just, I love that guy. I wave at him with one you finger, do. but I wave. <laughs> you give some sort of acknowledgement. Even yes, I do. Is that a friendly one? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of F words coming out of my mouth of that guy. <laughs> and, and, and they are not friendly. What is your driving pet peeve? My driving pet peeve? I do have one. I somehow managed to get behind that asshole every day that, that does that thing where he hits his brakes and then he speeds up and then he hits his brakes and then he speeds up. And by God, when I get tired of it, I pull out the pass and that son of a bitch has become a NASCAR. That, that thing, I, I'm still back here in Beckham County and he's over there in Oklahoma County. Next thing I know. Mm -hmm. And, and boy, I get back in that right lane and he's found that damn brake pedal again. They do it for you. It's just the same guy over in Oregon for you. Yeah. And he's just driving a different car. Every time I see it. Good Lord. I I find that guy every day and I don't know how I find him, Mm -hmm. but I find him and it's just one of those things. Patience is a virtue. I've learned to set my cruise control at a very respectable lower speed and just let him go on and do his thing. Mm-hmm. And, and if I need away from that guy, I'll find an exit. I'll pull off on an exit. I'll run in, get me a soda, and I'll start all over again. When you find this guy, is it usually when you're in your truck or is it more when you're... Oh. It's mainly when I'm in Minnesota. Are you okay. sure it's not me? I, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that I'm being targeted here. <laughs> by, by a certain someone. By <laughs> just one certain person. Yeah. That lives in an oddly shaped state that they aren't really all that friendly at. <laughs> Their football program isn't the best either, but by God, they try. You know what? It's an A for effort and for everything else. We are failing. We are failing in so many ways. But pretty state. That's, that's for sure. Oh, thank you. Depends on the time of year, in my opinion. Just, I like the flat, boring, no tree states. Yeah. I was going to say, what's your, I know that Oklahoma is going to be your best state, but other than Oklahoma, what's the best state? I actually have a lake house up outside of Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And I love being out on the Dakotas. Only place in the world that you can watch your dog run away for three weeks on end. <sighs> I just think it's beautiful out on the desolate plains. And I've just I've always gravitated towards living on the plains. And yeah, yeah, I'm a plain Jane dude. White Chevrolet and live on the plains. Y'all know who Roger Miller is? No. He is a country music uh, musician. He's a genius. He's a songwriter. And he's from this little old bitty town out west called Eric, Oklahoma. And Eric, Oklahoma is a major town out where I live. Well, aside from Sayre. And anyway, he, he wrote a song called This Town. And anyway, it, it's just funny that he nailed the, the Oklahoma experience all together when you know his whole thing was as soon as the cotton opens up i'm getting out of here wow that's good yeah 
And uh, we still claim them. We still claim them. Hated, hated the town he lived in, but they still claim them every year. They have a festival in his name. And Dean comes on and says, he hated this town more than he hated any place on earth. Wow. And you guys love that. What else could you do? So where do you usually run? What's your route? I, yeah, I'm a Midwest guy. I did have this one little contract that was running me out to the East Coast for a, a flatbed run that was running out to uh, Newport News, Virginia from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, I'm just doing the whole being out in the Midwest thing until summer starts up again and they start shipping out that way. You're staying pretty local. Yeah, I, I, I'm just staying running Oklahoma, North Dakota and back. What's the best thing that you've seen while trucking? Oh, Lord. I got to drive the Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile at a truck stop one time. That was right up there on my list of accomplishments. And I even called my mama while I was doing it. I told her what I was doing. I wish you could see my face right now. I am so happy. How did that all come together? I just, I kind of asked the guy if I could drive it. and He jokingly said yes, as a joke, not knowing that I was stupid enough to hold him to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'm sure he has people that do this to him all the time. And I was like, just five feet, please. And by God, I got in there and I got to drive it a whole five feet. Wow. <laughs> what does it look like on the inside? It's surprisingly, the one that I drove, apparently there were a couple of them, uh-huh. but the one that I drove was the one that had the four Taurus downstairs and everything else was welded on top of. Did That's you take a, a selfie while this was going down? I did. I've since lost that phone, but it is somewhere in my Facebook history. You'll, you'll see me on my Facebook smiling like an idiot. <laughs> we might have to go digging. I used to be skinny and good looking and now... I'm not, so I I try not to look too far back in the past. (laughs) You worked on your podcast voice, and you sound excellent. At least you have the podcast voice. Uh, If y'all could add a little bit of bass to it, I'd be so happy. (laughs) Just make me sound butch. All right. I'll work on that. I don't think I have that many uh, editing skills, but we will try. (laughs) Never say never, Milan. Are you down for a ride along with Milan and me? Oh God. Uh you want to come join Listen, listen. Y'all have got so much work going on. And I just admire what y'all do for us. And and maybe it's best if I just did my thing and and, <laughs> and oh shit, I don't know how to get it. I get out of this way better with the cattle thing. Y'all have got I was to gonna that. say uh, a little too familiar. I do want to encourage people to be more active. Outreach within our community to each other would make this feel more like a cohesive type uh, family thing. And I'm not talking to y'all because y'all do a fantastic job. I'm talking to these other owner operators. Talk a little bit. Make this fun for everyone. And let's get everything more active. We need that more family type atmosphere out here. And those new owner operators. Don't be afraid to ask something like, I, I was so afraid I'd sound stupid asking a simple question when I was new. I just wouldn't ask anyone. 
Mm-hmm. And, and that that led me into more expensive trouble than anything in my life. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. those new owner operators, if y'all got any question, one of those guys will gladly help y'all with, with anything. Y'all could y'all could just even ask for one of our numbers and we'll gladly walk you through anything we can. Totally. All right, Stuart. I know that you're on your way back home, so I'll let you go. Um, All right. But thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. If anyone needs help, guys, let's get out there and help them. Yeah, for sure. Let's get them learned up and let's get them over here. Hell, we can make this this thing into something really big. We could be the next land moon. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Next land moon. Yes. All right. Well, it's nice talking to y'all. And if y'all need anything, give me a holler. All right. Have a good one, Stuart. Thank you. All right. Thank you, man. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Let It Ride with True North. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend. For more information on how True North supports real owner operators like you just heard, follow us on Facebook at True North Transportation Co. Find us on Instagram or on our blog, Owner Operators Only, on our website at truenorthtrans.com. Let It Ride with True North is a production of True North Transportation. This episode was edited, produced, and hosted by me, Milan Allen. See you next time.